Because you in love. Okay. <laughs> I listen to Sierra's prayer and that's it. No, look. Oh, we got to tell the people we're going to have an episode this season called Nee's Prayer because Nee is the one who has the life we want. And Dumb. so we, we, we're going to have an episode called Nee's Prayer. But we're I'm excited about today's episode though. Yes. Uh, we have a special guest. Look, I, I, was waiting, I was waiting on Robin to say something. She She's drinking her water. water. I thought she was coming in too. <laughs> My bad. I'm thirsty. But we have a special guest, the beautiful, the beautiful, the one and only Nomi. Can you introduce yourself? Hello. Well, you just heard my name is Nomi. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm an old mother of three amazing children, and I'm presently in school working on my graduate degree in marriage and family therapy. Yes. Emphasis in sex therapy. Yes. Yes, yes. So now y'all know what we're talking about today. We're okay. talking about sex. <laughs> sex and balls. Hey. 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 Yes. Yes. So you didn't listen to the Summer Walker album, right? You Me? Didn't. No, Did I didn't. You, listen to I listen to one song. you know I've had this thing on repeat. Me I already too. have two okay, favorite okay. songs. So what's your favorite song? Um, no Love is my current fave. And uh-huh. I also love this song with Ari. Um, Unloyal. Unloyal. Okay, Unloyal is my, one of my favorite songs. Cause it's the beat that really got me. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the beat. And then the other song I like is Switch a Nigga. Because I'm like, yeah, that's me. You got to switch them out. You know what? That's the problem. I think a lot of young girls waste like the early part of their 20s trying to hold on. You got to switch them You got to switch them niggas out. For real. No, seriously. Switch their ass That's out. how you find your husband quicker. Yeah. When you get the, the oh. nobody. Oh, And then my other song is Fourth Baby Mama Wish is Sad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the one for me. It's the way that she came in. First off, I want to start with your mama. Yeah. She should have whooped your ass. Hey, don't you really? A lot of a lot of these me and mama they whoop their ass and that's why they out here ruining our lives. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously though, no. But that's like my those are the only three songs I really really like. I can hear the twins upstairs, y'all. Let's like you can hear me. This is a mom podcast, right? We momming. We podcast at the same time. Did y'all hear what happened with Travis Scott? Oh my that God. was crazy. And then I was reading something from people who were actually at the concert, mm-hmm. and they said the media is now reporting all of the people because they said it was way more people who died than really? actual oh, reported wow. by the media. More than eight? It yes. was 11, I think. They said 11 people were injured and then eight died. Oh, but wow. some people who were at the concert were on Twitter saying like it was way more than eight dead bodies. Oh, wow. Because yes. I was hearing that teenagers was trying to do CPR on people and on dead yeah. bodies. Oh, and my goodness. It's just a very mm-hmm. sad. And then I know people who have like been to a couple of his shows before, and they said that they're just surprised that this is just now happening because his shows always get out of hand like that. Mm, really? And then like Kylie released a statement or something yes, yesterday, and it was I just like, girl, that. everybody already thinks your family's demonic. Let's <laughs> <laughs> They already think you were sent that's from okay. below. Please. No, for real though. So yeah, that is, that's crazy. It's a tragedy, honestly. Yeah. That's why I don't like like festival type shows. Mm-hmm. I need some assigned seating yeah. so that when yeah. stuff get out of control, I could be like, oh, that's your seat. Right. Right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. I'll turn it on there. Oh my God. He looks just like (laughs) you. He's thinking so funny too. I can cut that out. No, since we're talking about sex though, what's y'all favorite position? (laughs) Well, that That escalated from. from? That escalated from. Where did that come (laughs) from? Okay, I'll turn it on in her mommy voice. From Teen Titans to. What is it? Teen Titans. 
What? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Whoa, okay. Y'all got kids. Coming okay. in hot. Okay, <laughs> so I'm just, you know, I'm going to just go on because I'm, you know, I'm transitioning right now. It used to be, it used to, I used to be a backshots girl, but now I've noticed I come on top. So I need to be on top. And then I think I was talking to you about that one time when I was doing your hair, Nomi. Mm-hmm. And you explained to me it's because the angle of the clitoris from yes. the inside. Yes. That's why on top it's easier to... Okay. That's why Now like I just... Yeah. That rubbing so motion. If you need to, was rubbing against the, the belly. Because, you know, like big boys. But it's rubbing against the... <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah. 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 Okay, so I need yes. to get on top of You got yes. to... And baby, listen. I saw Robin dance. Y'all didn't see her dancing at homecoming. <laughs> Honestly... I'm trying to get my knees in that shape. Oh. So that I can so stay on top, top longer. Yes. Do you think? Because yes. I'm the type problem. Like, I got to hit it a couple times. Then when I feel it, boom, boom. Okay, I'm done. I'm good. Right. 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 <laughs> Dismount, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Okay, okay. I, let's say something. I do be in the mirror, like, practicing dancing. I need to do that. Because uh, I can't twerk. So I've just been practicing on twerking and dancing and but I have noticed though, the more I've done that, it's been better with me for my sex life. Cause the whole thing is, that's a lot and of knees. knees. Mm-hmm. Your knees gotta be strong when you're on top, and then I ain't gonna show y'all what Uh-oh. you gotta do. But Uh-oh. let's hear. Okay, oh, so there is a secret to all of that, right? Ooh. You don't have to. I mean, of course, you want your knees to be in order anyway. I get that, right? But if you have two pillows, like thick pillows, okay, so you have the man, he's on his back, and then you're straddled. You're gonna have a pillow on your under your right knee and a pillow under your left knee, and it gives you the height that you need to where you don't mm. have to use your body to bounce like this because you're already elevated and you can just. So you can put it down. This your motion can be down. Yes, so I love or, this. Or it can, like. or you have the potential to like do the scoot for clitoral action, but you don't have to be like. On your, yeah. You think it's too much? No, really. She's a dance teacher and everything. Okay, I think it's because I don't know how to do the scoot. I think I can do it, but the scoot is the scoot is how I get get mine. Okay, because I've noticed like when if I do the on the toes bouncing, that's mainly for him. That's not mine. You know what I'm saying? And so. For yep. me, I need to scoot. And you know, shame. a lot of men, they do be talking a little shit. Like, I can't feel it. I'm like, well, I can't. This ain't about you right now. <laughs> you, your, your time is from the back. Right, right now, this is my moment. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So, yeah. My astral favorite position is missionary. But it's the man on top of me. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I like to feel the body, like, on top mm-hmm. of me. And I like for them to kiss me. I'm very passionate. And mm-hmm. sad, like, that's why I don't. I think I'm getting older. I can't be no whole no Just home. casual sex. Yeah, casual sex is not, work. it's not the same no more. That's why I, even not being a hoe, but just casual sex is not cool mm-hmm. because I, I got to really mm-hmm. like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the sex to be good. So yeah. missionary and kissing is like my thing right there. And that's Period. a good toe-sucking position. I'm just saying. It Somebody is. Somebody told me that. No. <laughs> is that what they said? <laughs> Nee, we know you married and hosting. <laughs> right. She like, Dave, I forget invite sorry, single Dave. people into our bedroom. <laughs> <No>. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> um, so, I I have to be on top. But once I'm done, then... Rotate. I gotta <laughs> Rotate me. Let's just Rotate, roll. yes. So, we do, like, everything. Oh, okay. Oh. But my, I don't know, my favorite, I guess it would be on top. Okay. Yes. But I'm passionate too, Rob. Like I get that. Yeah. Like I like being, you know, missionary as yeah. well with mm-hmm. him on top. Mm-hmm. Just the, it just, just, just the love. Love. Yes. Love. Yes. Oh, just that's love. cute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
I'm the reverse cowgirl. Oh. Yes. Only because I like having my toys in my hand. So. And plus, I'm able to hold on because if he's really in shape, like, because I more than one, I gotta stop doing that. But when he's really in shape and he has his knees up, and then I'm in the reverse cowgirl, cow I have a toy in his hand, I'm holding with this hand, so I can like self stimulate as I'm riding him, or whatever. So, and you know what? I want it all. I'm yeah, gonna try okay. that. Yeah, I just wanna try that because, like, very early in my sex life, when I didn't even attempt to ride because I was like, my knee's bad. I ain't gonna do that. Reverse cowgirl was much easier for me because you could yeah. just bounce. Yeah. You know? yeah. And since I've discovered, like, I actually come when I actually ride. I've stopped doing reverse cowgirl. But you just, you just incited yeah. something in yeah, there. The it's only right to have a toy in your hand, y'all. It's yeah. not a competition. And most men believe that when you have a toy, that it's a replacement. It's not. It's kind of like an, uh, what you call an accessory mm -hmm. or an enhancement, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, please yeah. have your toy in your hand. It can be I, very I small, whatever, whatever you like. A little silver bullet. Oh, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. We let we let our guests introduce, but we didn't introduce I know. ourselves. <laughs> we forgot we're so forgetful. Well, of course, y'all know who I am. <laughs> I'm the hostess with the mostest, Robin. I'm just Miss Jazz. And me. Mia is getting to the bag. Yes, Listen, come on. Miss Moneybag. Moneybag Mia. Money, that's her new name. I was calling her Big Mia because she's a, she's just Big Mia. She's yes. big time. Right. But Money Bag I like Mia. that. I'm yes. going to change her name into my phone. Money, money Bag Mia. I like that. I like I'm going to change it. Yeah, I like that. Because I like that. Yes. Okay, so we have a couple of questions for you, Naomi, because you're just, you're just an expert. I think you're an expert in a lot of areas, but my favorite area, of course, talk to you about is sex. sex. And so I'll call you when I say questions about sex. Yes. You can put me on the entertainer. It's okay. okay. <laughs> yes. So, I, as, as moms, we're all young. We're in our 20s. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of myths or I don't even know, maybe it is factual about like how after you have children, your sex life kind of, and I don't know, and me, she's, she's had a baby recently. It's, he's not one yet. So eight months, Thank eight you. months. And so, you know, I just want to know, like, how do we kind of keep, keep it spicy? Mm -hmm. Keep it spicy. Like, or what, I know that's kind of like a broad question, right. right? Like, how do you keep, give me like a, a top two or top three, like these things, you know, for sure will keep it, keep it alive. Number one, you got to talk about it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think when we start expecting, like the expectation is when we're young, we slut it out and then we get married and everything needs to be kind of like on this plateau and it doesn't have to be. So get rid of expectations and then talk about it. Like really, really talk about it. Not like I would like for this to happen in the bedroom. No, we have to have boundaries. We need to have rules written down. We need to have like take 10 minutes every day to have a conversation with my husband like I feel like I cannot be present in the bedroom if I know I have dirty dishes in the sink how can you help me with this do you want me to do you want me to nag or gag right like it's yeah. one or the other right okay, if so I'm you back know. yeah, yeah. I follow you on Instagram you post that yeah. and I put that in my close friends I actually yeah. sit back and somebody like let me tell you something yeah. <laughs> which one you want which one you want so yeah. do I feel do I feel like I can really like let myself surrender if I have a clean house I don't got nothing to worry about I'm the bills paid the children are settled yes like that works for me that's the conversation we need to be you know having with our even our children like look mommy needs some alone time with, with daddy I'm gonna need you to go in the room and stay in there until I come back and get you like still having those conversations mm -hmm. and it's okay right mm -hmm. so don't feel you gotta like stop everything because we done had children 
Oh yeah, that's like the worst thing. Yeah. Or 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 we think that once we have children, like stuff starts to move and shift, and it doesn't like you know we have again like your 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 pussy is a muscle, so use that shit. Mm. Work exercise every day. Muscle. You have to strengthen that muscle every yeah. day. I'm doing it right now. Yeah. Me too. Right. <laughs> I'm like speaking of. Let me do it right now. Yeah. So communication, y'all. So since we're talking about children, um, how did how did you teach healthy? How mm-hmm. do you teach healthy self sex practices to your children? Bless their hearts. Mm. So <laughs> I've always been. I tell my babies exactly like it is. Like, and, and it's not fear-based. Okay. We were taught fear-based. Yeah. Like, if you have yes. sex, you're going to get yes. gonorrhea, yes. and you're going to have warts right. on your pussy, you all that stuff, right? right? All, all of that, that right? Stuff, yeah. I was the opposite. I was like, sex can be this. Sex can feel really, really good, and sex is also a really big responsibility. Mm-hmm. So, and I think I had my first sex talk with my eldest daughter at six. I waited mm. until she was six. With my boy, it was four, because he... You know how yes. we all yes. want our penis. Yes. Yes. The whole yes. Thing. yes. So the yes. reason that you're doing that, maybe I mean and it's and it's okay. Like it's okay for you to touch yourself. It's okay right. for you to explore your body. Yeah. Do it in your room. I don't mm-hmm. don't do it out here because people don't understand. I mean that whole conversation. And then after we had the talk and they were able to ask like really informed questions, the first question I remember my youngest daughter asking was, Can we have sex when we're on our period? And I was just like I've never talked to y'all about that. Wow. Let's How talk about she, it. When she, she was 10. So, you know what? That's so funny because we had an episode last mm-hmm. season called Sex Talk. Mm-hmm. And the whole episode, um, it was a, some New York private school had showed a video about masturbation to first graders. Mm-hmm. And, stu- and parents were so upset. They were weird about They were so it. upset. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, masturbation is actually pretty normal. It is. Yeah. And you start, once you rub your clit, yeah. your penis, and it feel good, no matter what age, you're going to keep doing, doing that. Yep. So at exactly. that point, you might as well tell them. I never thought, because I honestly don't think my children are mature enough to talk about sex. I don't think they actually understand the whole concept of body parts. Hmm. Um, they're, they're five. Maybe they do, but I just don't think they're mature enough. In my mind, I, I don't think they're mature. Maybe they are. Is it really <laughs> them that feels you. like that? Or are you afraid to have the conversation to see if they're actually mature about it? That's a good question. Because if so you I really think, wanted them to have a, I mean, I mean, that's like a, like I do first, wanna, the body part. Yeah, yeah I, I want to talk to them. This, yeah, I, t- I let them know I, they have penis, I have a vagina. I'm a woman, they're a man. Like, it's two different. The thing is about sex, I'm just like, is they... I don't want to say they're too young, but I'm like, do they even understand that a penis goes in a vagina? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, how do you that. even start that whole conversation with a five year old? That's what. Yeah. That's what my question was going to be. So, when you introduced it to your daughter when she was six, did you initiate that, or was she already showing some type of curiosity? I initiated it. Okay. Okay. Like, I kind of. I don't. I don't say I beat her to the punch, mm-hmm. but I have a picture. A picture book at home, and I mean, first of all, like, we call this a vagina, but that's not. We don't we don't say that like this we have a vulva because a vulva means it has all these different working pieces mm. so we have a vulva and you all have a penis and then these are you anyway but yes picture book this is what you have you want to look at it okay here's a mirror go to the bathroom look at it come back tell me when you find it and i mean it was like that it was like mm-hmm. this interactional thing oh, wow. and it made her a lot more comfortable when she got old enough to let me know like something is tingling and i'm not sure 
what this means. Oh my God. I love that. And so we had a conversation about that. what that could mean. Yeah. Like, I just love that. Something, what were you doing? Like, did you stimulate it? She was like, yeah, I was laying on the side of my bed. And what were you doing when you were, she was straddling her bed? Now it's tingling. Let's like, well, what that could mean. So it was yeah. like, yeah, I mean, I love I that. them to know. I love that. that. Oh my yeah. God. And, and I think when I, I really wanted to ask that question because I know your children. Mm-hmm. And so, and y'all have to see her children just like, I know y'all can feel her energy, but if you see her children, her children are the type that like, they, they don't seem easily influenced by outside because they got everything from the inside Absolutely. of the house. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's exactly and, right. And that's really, they just seem prepared and equipped and knowledgeable about a whole bunch of shit that most parents do not want to. And even like when I do TT's hair, when I do her daughter's hair, I tell her that all the time. I'm like, having a mom like yours, it completely changes. Like, like y'all's mindset, I know is different. Right. Because there's a lot of conversations <laughs> that our parents were like, I'm not, and, and, and even, okay, so I met Nomi as a teacher in my high school. She okay. was an African dance teacher. Really? And all of the students, I still do some students' hair from high school. And the first thing they say, they say, like, in high school, Nomi was the first person who tell me, like, no, because if you need your clips, like, she was talking to us yeah. like this in high school. Like, I know y'all be wanting to have sex. Like, she was just real open. I like that you, you have an open communication with your daughter because I remember being, I think I was, like, 15, and I asked my mom about sex, and she was like, just don't do it. Mm. And I'm like, that does not make sense because right. I'm about to go do it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you tell somebody you're going to do something and make them I'm like, well, why you say that? Because I'm about to do, do it now. Okay. I'm about to do it tomorrow. Like, what are you talking about? I'm about to do it tomorrow. But I like that you said it. I think because on our episode of Sex Talk, it was a girl on there. She had a daughter. And we were trying to figure out what age should you have a sex talk. Mm. I actually asked my grandma, and my grandma said 11, which I was very surprised that my grandma said 11. I'm like, if you would have known my mom, my mom, I was 15, 16, and my mom was just like, don't do it. Mm-hmm. You want an STD? You want to get pregnant? I'm like, that's, you didn't teach me the responsibility that comes yeah. with sex. That's yeah. the biggest thing. The actual <coughs> responsibility that comes with sex. Not, you're going to get an STD, you're going to get pregnant. Like, that's, okay, we get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get that. I'm in health class. I've been in health class right. since middle school. I know that. Right. Um, I'm just, we, I'm trying to figure out what age. And then here you say, like, six. Six. It's so, like, damn. And then that means that's the next year for the twins. Like, yeah. Yes. I mean, because most of us, I know, like, I started my menses when I was, damn, I was eight years old. I was in the third grade, eight, eight turning nine. I need to have the conversation, because my mom didn't tell me about what the period looked like, mm-hmm. what it meant. All I know is I was locked in the house, and then she became really weird about how I was responding to my body. And I'll be like, okay, I'll Mixed messages. Am I not supposed to be happy this is happening? Because she was not happy that yeah. I came on my period. You get pregnant. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that was the it. only thing they said. That was, was it. Yeah. That, that was no, it. The only thing. That's so, so yeah. yeah. My, I actually Fear had base. a stepmom. My stepmom um, taught me about periods in the fourth grade. Mm. And my mom was so upset with her. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm a grown woman and I'm an adult, I'm like, well, you know, I get it. My mom probably felt like it was her more of her responsibility to tell me about periods. But in reality, my mama was not, she didn't want to she tell me. She wasn't ready. She wasn't ready to tell me about periods and sex. And the fact that my stepmom was like, oh, I'm going to tell you about periods because we, it was three women, in, three young women in the house and we were all under each other. Fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade. Yeah. That means we all need to know right now that we all going to start our periods at the same, same probably around the same, same time. time. So how it happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and my mom didn't want to say that. And I'm just like, what? So. Yeah, my mom has always been weird. I think now that I'm a grown woman with kids, she's more like open to talk about sex mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. She would never probably talk about positions, but my mama is 30 years older than me too. Okay. 
So I think it also the age difference and how she was raised. Mm-hmm. And I think that had a lot. I think her her not being open minded. Of course, that's about sex. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's like sex is supposed to be, especially for black women. You know, you you hear stuff like you don't touch yourself. And I had read a book about. Mm-hmm. I read a book a long time ago that says that you should give yourself yourself an orgasm first. Before you have sex with somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then you'll know, like, if it's a pleasurable sexual experience. Because now, I know children who are in middle school having sex. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I know someone who works at the middle school. And she said, they tell her, like, my friend just had sex last night with so-and-so. And she said, I'm looking at them like, y'all are kids. Y'all don't even know what sex is supposed to be. Y'all don't even, you know what I'm saying? Y'all are just doing it because it's being talked about. Right. And so, yeah, I definitely, I'm considering sex as a good age. Just because, wow. especially now... Kids are way more advanced than us. Yeah, sure. yeah. Our child is always on YouTube, yeah. and it's just, it's always some stuff. So yeah. I think, yeah, I'm considering six. Yeah. That's a good age. So I'm going to turn the conversation to the most kind of more serious side. So how does, or how could you say that trauma mm. affects uh, intimacy? Um, so let's, I I think it's important to like identify all the different types of trauma. Mm -hmm. We always think that sex trauma is like, and it's like a, it influences, it can be sex. It can be physical, verbal, emotional, Mm. financial. It could be hell living situations. It can be trauma that happened when you were a child, trauma that happens when you're home. 26. When you're 26. Um, so I, that's, that's such a loaded question because it affects down. every single part of us, not even just sexually, like not just sexual intimacy, but even how we create relationships with our sisters mm-hmm. or with yeah. our best friends, right? Mm-hmm. And trust, oh my goodness, if I don't trust you, you can't get really close to me, right? Mm-hmm. If I don't trust you, then I'm not believing shit that's coming out your yes. mouth right now. Yeah. So I think that, um, I don't know, like, in that's such a loaded question. I've been traumatized. At, I was what? I was raped at 15. And I know how it made me feel looking at my mom, looking at my brother's looking at my granddaddy, looking at all those different people in my family. And so even me building a close like net with my mom, whatever, I, I, I didn't because I didn't feel safe, mm-hmm. right? So if I'm traumatized, do I feel safe? Who am I and what does this mean? Any crying? Okay. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it affects it in that way. Like, am I able to open up with you and connect with you if I don't trust you, mm-hmm. if I don't trust myself? No, but can it be rebuilt? Can it be fixed? Yes. We don't have to be traumatized for long. And again, mm-hmm. if we talk about it out loud, what happens? It loses its it power. It loses its power. Ooh, I so, love that. Talk, mm-hmm. Yeah, I do really love that. Okay. But do we really talk about our real traumas, though? No, no, we don't. We don't. We don't. No. We don't, we don't want to talk about our traumas. Because Which I feel like your trauma make you, though. You got to go does, through but experiences, right? Yeah. I'll push back it on does. that. Okay. Your trauma doesn't make you. Okay. I think the the way that you deal with the trauma makes you. Okay. I like does that. Okay. More, does that make sense? Yes. No, 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 I like that, that way better. I like that way better. Yeah. So I agree. Well, since you already hit us with the hard question, <laughs> how does childhood trauma impact women's sexual desire? Do you think that impacts it? 
A little bit I do. Okay. Um, so imagine you're a eight-year-old girl and you're touching yourself and your mom walks in and says, don't be doing that shit. That's nasty. Get your hand out your pants. Okay. So now what am I doing? I'm going to sneak and do it. Yeah. Or I'm building these negative, like, um, what you call, ex uh, this negative experience has now made me think that my body is nasty. Mm -hmm. That what I have between my legs is dirty and filthy and I should not be touching it. How in the world am I going to grow up and having a healthy attitude with my man, my woman, whoever I'm with? And You know what I'm saying? Like, what's that going to do to me? I love that because, that because do I feel like girls and boys are so taught with sex so different. Like, Hell yeah. like it's so so different. Like what you said. Like if a if a if a if a mom walked in in the room and seen her son touching on herself, she just gonna laugh about it. She gonna close the door. And she gonna close the door and finish that. Yeah. that. But if a girl was doing it, what the hell is you doing? Yeah. Like stop. Mm -hmm. it's and, nasty. I, and it's so nasty. And it's like actually, been that's how I was taught. Like about sex It's like don't touch yourself. That's don't do this with yourself. Don't do that. And it's just like, when I got, I had to get comfortable. Actually, I didn't get comfortable with touching myself until I had children. Because church, can you just put that in here real quick? Yeah. I'm sorry. But church has us thinking that everything that happens with women's bodies is is nasty and it's sin. And, that's, and that is the truest thing. Because so. I, like, like I said, I'm just now like taking the ropes off and just now wanting to explore more stuff. Because I was, like, my parents were young, so I was raised by my grandma. We were the family who were in church three, four nights a week. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And even when we went to church on Sunday, we would go to 8 o'clock service. We probably wouldn't leave for good to maybe 6 p.m. Like, we were a church yeah. family. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I could almost recite the entire Bible by the time I was in high school. And so, everything that I learned related to sex and how I carried myself and the way I even handled my interactions with boys at the time, mm -hmm. it was... Strictly by the Bible and strictly by the if I carry myself this way if I do this then I'll be viewed this way I'll be received this way. I'll receive this back this mm -hmm. way And then it took for me to go through college and be like it don't matter how long my skirt is They still ain't no, you know what I'm saying? It don't matter how long yeah. I cross my legs and how much I'm I have to be in a devoted committed relationship before I give you my yeah. body yeah. None of that matters. Yeah. It's still you know what I'm saying all that matters is the type of person So that's when I was like, okay all of this stuff that I have been taught, it's let's unfold, let's unpack all yeah. of this, and now let yeah. me just. This is really what I want to do, yeah. right. and it was it's, it's and I realized a lot of that was rooted in the shame because I knew I was a little freaky deaky, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I was like, I cannot let anyone know that because it'll bring shame on my family, Absolutely. and that's what my grandma yeah. used to say all yeah. the time: don't shame my family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I cannot show that, I cannot let anybody know that because it'll shame the family. And so I think. Especially for people who did grow up in church or had religious families. It's just, it's a lot of misogyny. It mm -hmm. is. Mixed up, mixed up yes, in between yes. them verses. Yeah. And so, like, yeah. So, that's why a lot of times I do say the, the Bible can assist those who know how to interpret it correctly. But at this point, I feel like it's outdated. Oh, for sure. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I definitely. Yeah, they definitely. That. You said that uh, with the whole. Dang, um, Jess. Family, no serious. Yeah, I, I, think, I mm. carried around so much shame for stuff that didn't. And then I think just as black girls in general, we're like sexualized at such an early sure. age. Yeah. We are, and yeah. it's like because it's so much sexual trauma within black families hidden and stuff. I think the way we just view little black girls is just not right. You know, the, you know, you know, girls couldn't even. You see pictures of girls like with they black girls with their hair straight mm -hmm. or like colored in their hair, and they're like, oh, she too. 
What's she trying to be wrong? It's always it's a chapter in this book called Hood Feminist. Um, the artist from Chicago, I can't remember the name. I gave you the book, I think. Yes. Um, but it's a chapter in the book called Fast Hell Girls. And she talks about that, like about yeah. us being sexualized at a young age, and how how girl how black women can't we can't do the same thing that white girls was doing mm-hmm. basically. And I grew up in a very diverse city, so I seen how white girls would interact and how their parents would treat them, and how my my mom would treat me like, you know, I couldn't even wear tampons when I was yeah. young. My mom yeah. was like wow. very weird, like, wow. like she didn't want me wearing tamp a tampon wow. like. Yeah, a tampon. Like, are you serious? Listen to yourself, mom. Like, at wow. this point, so wow. it was like a, so many stipulations of my mom didn't want me. It seemed like being fast. Like you couldn't wear. I always had titties. I can't hide the fact that I got titties. No matter if I wore the turtleneck, you're gonna see that. I have <laughs> so my mom used to do certain stuff to make it so that my body won't show. You know, you or you, I think what it was is like my dad told me I couldn't date till I was 16. Which was stupid because I had like five boyfriends by the time I was sixteen. Play boyfriends, but you know, yeah. boyfriends. But you know, like I think a lot of that stuff was like parents being so afraid of sex and just afraid of so many things that they forget the whole point about sex is the relationship that you have with the person, right. and you yeah. have to build a relationship with that person. And if we focus more of the relationship that you have with the person than than just the sex. I feel like we, the sex will be so much better. It'll be more yeah. healthy. It would be like, more healthy. Yeah. And then like, when you think about it, and we like talking about it now, it's like, oh, that's so messed up that we grew up like that. But from <laughs> in their defense, they were trying to protect us, and it was all because of their trauma. Yeah. Yes. I was even reading something from a black woman, and she said um, she was always daddy's little girl. Like her daddy was her favorite parent. She used to always, when her daddy came home, the first thing she would do was sit in his lap, talk about her day. Just you know, she was a daddy's girl, and she said the moment she started her period, her daddy said, "Don't you ever sit on my lap again." Wow. So you go from being your daddy's little girl to now he's treating you like someone who's trying to seduce him in his house or something. Wow, that you know is what I'm saying? so weird. And and I think all of that is just it. All of that kind of impacts. So like this, like your question, how you said, like how all of that affects. I just wonder yeah. how that lady views sex now, which is like leading me into my next question because I want to ask you. You did mention that um, you were sexually assaulted at 16, 15, and so you have three children, two daughters. So. <laughs> I know you did mention about your own sexual trauma, and you have three do- three children, two daughters, and one son. So, have your views on sex changed at all after you had your children? Did they change? Um, I'm gonna say no, because when I turned 20, I began to do the work on myself. Mm-hmm. I knew that something was off mm-hmm. with me and how I looked at my body and how I looked at other people in their bodies. So I had to be like, um. I didn't really, I didn't go to therapy. Like, therapy wasn't, like, a really big thing then. Mm-hmm. But I had um, this woman named Kawama that I spoke to often about what happened to me. And so when she was able to, like, lead me through, like, these, you know, you are not your trauma. You know, whatever happened to you was not your fault. Yada, yada, yada. I started thinking, well, damn, if I had children or even just me having sex, carrying somebody else's baby... How's that going to affect me in the long run? What am I going to tell my babies? Am I going to be scared? Like, I mean, it was it's a whole bunch of stuff. But no, I, I think it improved. Me having children, especially girls, improved my outlook on what sex means. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Because I know um, just in my family in general, especially on my mom's side, there is so, so much sexual abuse. Yeah. It's a history yeah. of sexual abuse so bad on my mom's side to the point where, like, by the time my grandmother had her daughters, 
the only thing she knew, I guess her outlook on it was, if I don't mention it and if I keep them locked in the house, they'll be safe. You know what I'm saying? But even still, like, as a mom, you still want to have fun. And you know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. even when it comes to, like, babysitters and everything, like, it's just so much sexual trauma. So then when it came to me and my sister, my mom was kind of like, I know what I saw happen in my house. And my mom, and it's different because she was really young. She had me at 17. So her Mm -hmm. outlook on it was even still, like, don't be doing that. And then when she got into nursing school, it got it became more of like, let me educate you. So more she medical. started, yeah. you know, showing me the pictures of the books and all of this type of stuff. So, it, but, but it was still a trauma tactic, you know? Because mm-hmm. if you have sex, your coochie gonna look like this. Yeah. And she's yeah. showing me yeah. pictures yeah. of people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. everything yeah. was fear-based. So mm-hmm. I was just... Sex know, was definitely taught fear-based for me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was never taught to be enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think and, once you, I mean, and cut you off, but I, for me, I felt... It was me reclaiming myself. Like, I mean, the, the, okay, sure. The rape that I went through, it was, it was brutal, right? It was brutal. So when I went home, this is just a little like context. When I, when I got home after it happened and my mom saw my face, she saw my body, my clothes were torn. She did not say anything to me. Oh, wow. So at that point I was like, well, I guess I got to do this healing by myself. I wasn't thinking like, you know, big like that is yeah. healing, but I got to do this, but I got to, I'm suffering in silence. So by me having children or by me even wanting to have sex again, because at one point I was like, yeah, men are trash. And then I turned into a whore. Yeah. So it was kind of like, yes. what am I really doing with yes. this trauma of mine? You know yes. what I'm saying? So people say that when you, when you're like sexually molested, when you raped or whatever, that you become hypersexual. I was just about to say that. I became, and I believe that I did that as a way that I was like really like reclaiming my body. And I feel like, because that's what they say a lot, a lot with like sex workers and and women that's in like porn and all that. They usually have a a traumatic thing with sex where they get raped and they feel like that's more of an empowerment. So I'm just going to, Take control of this okay. situation, yeah. and I'm yeah. I'm gonna enjoy sex this way, so I'm be, I'm a sex worker. At least now I'm, I'm in control. Of it. Yeah, yeah, I'm more of a control of it, and I feel like, and that's I always hear stuff like that. Like I kind of like it's so crazy because I kind of agree with it a little bit because I know a lot of women that have been sexually abused mm-hmm. at certain ages in their life, and then they start becoming more mm-hmm. hyper, yeah, hypersexualized. Mm-hmm. And it's not I'm not gonna say that's a healthy yeah, that's not a healthy concept for right. me. I mean, me looking back on him, like, yeah, I mean, I I heard a lot of people on some dumb shit only because I just wanted to get off. And and it wasn't even getting off. Like, I wasn't even having, you know, I wasn't even having orgasms when I was okay. having sex. Yeah, that's all I was going to say. It was, it was I, just yeah. me going through the motions saying, okay, now I'm done with this and I can move on to something else. Ooh. So then when Ooh, I had shit yeah. all the way. Man, eat no. no. man, eat all the way. Talking just, so. Back so when you had children, that changed a little bit because it was like, it's gonna sound really crazy just me saying it out loud. And I don't think I've ever said this out loud before. But now my my body no longer belongs to me. Mm. Right? You know what? I'm I'm on a like yes, I'm a woman now, but now I'm a now I'm a mom. Mm-hmm. My body no longer belongs to just to just me. Mm-hmm. You know, when I say body, I'm not talking about the physical, I'm talking about everything yeah. that's encased within this body. It's no longer just it ain't just me no more. Yeah. So I it changed my ideals it. about wow. what sex means and how it looks and how I need to project it onto my children. Do I encourage my children to be sexually liberated? Absolutely. I'm mm-hmm. like, get that. See what it feels like. Talk to me about it. Even my son. Son. I mean, it, oh, whoo, 
another conversation, <laughs> but um, we teach our sons differently about sex than how we teach our daughters. Yeah. But I teach my son to be, you are fucking responsible for where you put your penis. Ooh. Period. Yeah. Right? So you're going to treat that girl the same way you want that boy to treat your sister. And oh, that changed his whole mind. Um, anyway, but yeah. So yeah. we, we need to teach our sons that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the bottom line. We We're so busy that. talking about what it means for us to be sexually this, sexually that. And the common denominator in all of that is how we teach our, how we teach our boys about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That's why I love, yeah, I love this podcast so much because we're all boy moms. I can't wait to see like our sons. Yeah. Five. They're going to be five. (laughs) Yes. Cheers to that. Yes. 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 Oh my God. I love that. This is so good. Teach those boys about sex, y'all. Please teach those boys about sex. Oh no, I I definitely, and hearing you talk about talking to your daughter about sex at six, I'm really going to actually, in the next Six months. They don't turn six into May, but I'm gonna actually sit down with myself and think about it, and also talk to their dad mm-hmm. as well about the whole happy conversation and make him present in that situation too, because their dad have four sons. He has four sons, four boys. Oh, no. okay. Yeah. So you know, we gonna we definitely gonna have a we having another podcast later on about teaching our sons about controlling their penis. Yeah. Because that's the thing. Majority of men out here do not know how to say no. To the right. point where we were just talking about that. I think before when, when you when we find a man, they don't understand how attractive that is. A man with restraint, a man with self-control, Ooh. a man who is not controlled by the coochie. Like, it makes me want to make me want to slingshot it out the room. Take a little piece home with you. Keep that for later. That's why when we are in the bush on the continent, we do not circumcise our sons until they are 14, 15 years old. Why do we do that? Because it teaches them self-control. That's how mm. I did my son. I didn't have my son circumcised at birth. First mm. of all, that shit's wet. That's one thing it's I really, really bad. regret. So yes. I waited so until bad. my son turned 14 years old before he was circumcised. And, he wanted and that to taught eat. him, and it uh, gave him an option, number one. Yeah, that's right? all I'm saying. Yeah. And number two, it taught him self-control. Have you waking up in the, in the morning with a with a boner and you got stitches in your penis it taught him how what like what the, oh, what breath wow. meant like yeah yeah wow fix that shit. okay and now so that's what constraint is oh my gosh. Oh, and look and he a libra them girls probably going crazy oh, okay. oh my you know god they like. he's like Make sure oh. you got what I want for. I mean, and that's all he is, girl. Oh, we love a king who values himself. Because yeah. you don't know how many yes. men I tell. I'm like, you shouldn't just throw that around. You, you're valuable. Respect <laughs> yourself, king. Slut. Like, oh. right? Slut. <laughs> <laughs> don't use the word king. Oh. Call him what he is. Yes. You're a piece of sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I love <laughs> Look, I went twice, but that's all I'm She ain't been back. She ain't been back. Okay. No, but I do I, I do want to take a dance class because I, you know, I said on my story the other day, I'm really trying to, I really need to get deeper into my femininity, Feminine. y'all. Because as yeah. I reflect, I was really raised by men and then masculine women. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And so now I have friends now who are like, they have the art of seduction. They know mm-hmm. how to talk to men and get, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm like, I want to do that. Yeah. I start talking to a man. They think I'm his brother. 
like, and they be like, what's up? What's up, my boy? I ain't gonna like, lie. I, I do have the art of seduction. Yeah. A little bit. Just a little bit. I have I've seen it. Just <laughs> a little bit. I'm taking notes. <laughs> I got a list. The art of seduction, I think it's something. I, I don't know if every woman has it, but yeah. I definitely think You know what? Something. Water sign women have that, though. I am a Pisces. Yeah. Water yeah. sign women, they kind of have that. I, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. We all have it. You just gotta find it. You know, I've been looking. I'm like, I just. Yeah, that's why I think seductive elements. dancing will kind of just open me. I need to just move my body in ways to just make me feel. Because right now I'm just. You gotta do this. You gotta do this. You gotta do this. Yeah. No, seriously. So when you do your your next artist seduction class, I'm gonna be in there. Yeah. Drop it down, yeah. drop it down, drop it down. So, but I really want to thank you again for coming. Where can we find you on social media and everywhere? Do you get on social media? You got a website? Yes, she's on Instagram. I'm on Instagram, <laughs> know me love, know me love twenty three. Okay, look at period. That's all that matters. She's my favorite Instagram account. But I'm gonna let you know. Oh, she has a um. What's the other one for when you're that's for the people who can't handle the real? Oh yes. So I also have a. a PG page. The, okay. okay, I'm looking at it now. The underscore Nomster. So if you ain't about, if you don't want to talk well, about clitoral right stimulation and nut penis sex. and nut sex and booty hose, then follow the <laughs> underscore. <laughs> <laughs> that was the wine, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, for real. We, we definitely drank a half a bottle of <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we did. We definitely did. <laughs> follow her on Instagram. She'll be your favorite page. And thank you for listening to Mommy's RS Podcast. We see you next time. Bye. Bye.